Broadcasting from the beautiful Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Well, I can do this. Uh, very pleasant. <laughs> very pleasant. Good morning to you. This is uh, Patrick Timpone, and uh, OneRadioNetwork.com is where we are. And where are you? Really? It's a good spot. Always want to go there. Uh, if you'd like to call and be on the show and, and uh, chat it up a little bit, we're always available to do that. And uh, the way to do that is triple eight six six three sixty three eighty six, and emails Patrick at oneradionetwork.com. On Fridays, as today is the ninth of September. We uh, we just talk, I trip the light fandango a bit and talk about uh, life and love and mm, spiritual stuff and physical stuff and and do some emails and just kind of wrap up the week and um, you know whatever just do our little thing here and you can uh, join us by emailing or or calling you can do it so. Uh, so, so this is like Google. So Google wants me to just uh, doesn't want me to get in. It's always get in my little calendar. Wants to prove that it's me. What did I do to deserve this? I mean, what what is that about, really? <laughs> now I can't even get in there. I wanted to look at look at our past guests so I could. These computers and all their little authorizations and all that. I think they're just making stuff up to just to make us crazy, don't don't you think? Is it really you? Can you prove it to you? Put in your five-digit code that we're going to send to your cell phone. I don't have a cell phone. Okay, we're going to send to your email. I can't even get into our calendar just to reconstruct who we had on this this week. But I can go to another thing and look at it. Oh, I know. Right here on our front page. Oh. So, here we are. Oh, we got some really cool videos on the front page. Uh, if you'd like to look at those. Uh, Fred Jaszewski was here. Zoe Harkham. She was very good, wasn't she? Yeah, very good. Researcher. In the field of nutrition. Dr. Mark Bailey. He's cool, man. Who else do we have? Do it. Come on, we have more than three people. No? I can't get in my calendar to see, but... Mark Bailey. Whatever. It, it is what it is. Who we had was who we had. Yeah, we sure liked Mark Bailey. He was... He was really quite something. So here we are. It's a Friday morning. Um, you know the if, the amazing thing about this to me, the amazing thing about this this germ theory phenomena is it is the um, 
Well, it is like the mother load of everything when it comes to health and healing and our, our welfare and our well-being. I mean, it's like everything. And there are many people, most people, that just don't want to believe that there's no germs. And I I find that really fascinating that why so many of you and others, I don't know about you, I don't know who you are, just don't want to believe that there are no viruses and bacteria as advertised. To me, it is one of the most um, free things ever to know at a deep level that you can't catch anything, and you can't. It's unequivocal. It's impossible to prove otherwise. There are people that are beyond geeky, Lanka, Cowan, Kaufman, Vollmer, Stone, Londo, Mark and Sam Bailey, uh, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Robert O. Young, Melissa Sell, lots of them. Martin, these are the ones that I know of. And especially these people like the Baileys and the Cowans and the Kaufmans and the Lankas. I mean, they've got it. There's never been a virus that has been shown to exist that you could see it and say, there it is and we're going to take it and we're going to put it in you and then you're going to get sick and then we're going to put it in somebody else. We're going to take your snot and make them sick. It's never happened. It's not going to happen. Because viruses and bacteria just don't operate like this. They're in the body to help the body to heal, to clean up dead debris, and that includes parasites and fungi, candida. They're all there cleaning things up. Viruses, of course. Bacteria, big one. And we humans are so enamored with the idea that we can catch something. I don't know what it is. I mean, I was, to me, it was an easy thing after you start, you know, hearing these people and you see the the lengths that they, they go to to prove that the viruses don't exist. I mean, you can't even argue with it because... There's no proof that they do. And Mike Stone, did I mention Mike Stone? He's a good one. And it's like the juggernaut, you know, of the whole of the whole thing, you know. It's the juggernaut of the medical model. Three or four five trillion. How much do you think it is? And it's all based on a lie. 
It's all based on a fantasy. It's all based on fairy dust. Every bit of it. Wow. Now, if you don't, if you don't consider the ramifications of that on this earth plane in 2022, and don't think that's a big deal, well, then I, you know, I don't know how to, I don't know what to say to you. The entire thing made up. These big, huge mausoleums, you know, of cancer centers and whatever. Vaccines, antibiotics. The whole thing is just not right. It's not close to being right. And all they do is look at a symptom and then give you a drug for the symptom and then that's it. And then they eventually kill you with all the drugs. And most Americans go out and get their kids vaxxed because they're afraid of a germ. They don't want their kid to get a germ or polio or rubella. It's all made up. I mean, it's really weird when you think about it, isn't it? Jeez. It's really weird. Um, We put a video on our front page of One Radio Network, and it was a recently done by Cowan, Kaufman, Mark, and Sam Bailey. And they were responding, and you can see the video after the show, watch it. They were responding to Dell Bigtree. Now, Dell's a good guy. He's, he's clueless, but he's a good guy. I mean, I say that because he, he's a germ guy. Um, I shouldn't say clueless. Most people believe in germs, and you're not clueless, so, okay. But anyway, he's just not well-researched. Let me put it like But somebody was interviewing Dell, and they started asking him about the germ theory. And the the Baileys found it, and then they they were playing clips of it. And then Kaufman and Cowan, and the Baileys, Sam and and Mark, were um, on you'll see on the video are commenting on it. And and Dell Bigtree, God love him. He's got a huge audience too. He would be a great, great one to get on board to help bring this out. And it needs to come out. I mean, it's going to come out someday anyway. Might as well bring it out now and take the hits. But he just, you know, how he said, now he was saying things like, well, I don't think people would understand it and they're not going to believe it. And uh, we need to work, you know, really talk to them about how COVID is a scam and and he just kept dancing around the issue that there is no COVID. And I, I think what happens, I don't want to speak badly of somebody, people, but we all have done it, where we believe in something so strongly that it becomes a religion. And then we just are not going to change, you know. 
it'd be like telling a Christian, you know, Jesus really wasn't top of the food chain, there's higher. You're not going to do that. But to live in a So here we are. So that's what we do around here is try to get to the truth. The whole truth, nothing but the truth. So you can have a happier, healthier, longer life if that's what you want. Because trust me when I tell you, if you continue to buy into most everything out there, of people telling you about viruses and germs and, you know, well, you know about COVID. Oh, you don't. But I know most people still believe there's a COVID. Never was. Never been isolated. It doesn't exist. I mean, to have something exist, you have to have it separate from you, and you can look at it. And you can see it, and you say, well, there it is. And then you can do something with it. Well, let's experiment. Let's give it to somebody and see if it makes them sick. They did. They went through some pretty extensive uh, research back in the Spanish flu. That thing was all cooked up. Nineteen eighteen, billions of people died. Polio, big scam. AIDS, big scam. COVID, big scam. Pretty trippy when you think about it. So do your research. If you think that'd be interesting for you to learn, we'll put these in the show page. Uh, Lynn, would you do that and list these people? And just give their names, and then people can get on their own and find them. Which is Stefan Lanka, Tom Cowan, Andrew Kaufman. You can Google them. Amanda Vollmer. Mike Stone, Jean Parlando, Mark Bailey, Sam Bailey, both doctors, Robert O. Young, Dr. Jennifer Daniels, Melissa Sell. So that'll get you started. And Google these people and find some other things. Some of them are still on YouTube. And watch this video on our front page. And wake up. There's no evidence. And the only reason, in my opinion, why you would want to hang on to it is because you just can't let it go because you know there's a germ. Which is really... How do you know? Because you caught a cold and flu. And how many times have we said that, right? I caught the cold, I caught a flu. And we all said it, but we don't. Everything is a detox reaction to chemicals and toxins in the air, in the water, in the food, and toxic thoughts. So we're going to kind of recap which our opinion is how we create disease and how we can get rid of it here in a few minutes and go through it step by step because we get a lot of new people all the time 
Our phone number is 888-663-6386. Patrick at OneRadioNetwork.com is our email. Speaking of the air, There is a product that we've been promoting and it's on sale right now. And you can see at the top of our front page that's got some really great sales going on. Air Doctor, Air Purifier, And you can go on there and look at the sale prices. They're huge. Oh, callers, stay right there. I love talking to people. So check it out. It's on our front page, Air Doctor. I have one of these. I sent one of these to my best friend, Sharon. She loves it. They are very cool. And if you don't think there's stuff in your house, just check out the filters after two months. Open it up and just look at it. And all that when you're breathing in, if you don't have one of these. These are really important because this is one of the reasons why we get sick. Because we breathe in toxins in the air, in your apartment, in your home. This is one of the main reasons. Not main, but key reason. So don't do that. Get one of these guys and uh, take the the heat off your lungs because it causes allergies and all kinds of crazy stuff. But there's some really, really big sale, I think going on through the 22nd, through the 22nd of September. Hair Doctor, right on the front page of One Radio Network. Click on that puppy and get yourself one. Figure out which one. They have different 3,000, 5,000. See how many square feet and look at it. And But you'll really like it. It's extremely quiet. I mean, this thing is so intuitive. I can cook bacon, which I do a lot. And you cook bacon and all of a sudden you'll see it, it'll just ramp up and start speeding up because it's smelling the bacon smoke. And it just gets rid of it and then slows back down. Tells you when the filters are bad to change them. You can easily change them. It's very, very cool technology. Air Doctor, front page, on sale, oneradionetwork.com. Check it out. Good morning. Who's on this line here? Hello, Patrick. My name's Brian from the San Francisco Bay Area. Brian, you know, it's only like 8 o'clock in the morning in San Francisco. I know. I was calling you at 7 because I was used to the old start time of uh, 9 a.m. Central. I was like, oh, he's sleeping in. Yeah. Well, we haven't done 9 for a while, Brian. So how are you doing out there in crazy land? Uh, You know... We're, our heat wave is just about to end. Luckily, we've got air conditioning here, so we've been able to uh, tolerate it a little bit better than most people. Yeah. Well, I came on at the right time because uh, <clears throat> you doing the Air Doctor commercial, I've got one of those upstairs. Do you like it? Um, yeah, I have to assume it's it's doing its job, but you're right. Anytime you start cooking, that's, we, we say that it, the doctor's getting mad because it turns <laughs> in the red circle. Um, it's great. Isn't it? But uh, yeah, we, we have that. I have a lot of the products. I have the sauna, oh. the uh, far infrared sauna, but then I also have the uh, 
Spectra sauna bulbs that I, you know I learned about them on your website. So I just did one of those recently. Oh, this, the the lights, the lights. Yeah, while oh. I'm doing the aqua cure. Oh, you you put it in the oh oh you mean the the while you're breathing the hydrogen. Yeah. Wow. You're you're and all tuned in, Brian. Good for you. God love you. If there was a way we could incorporate the um, <clears throat> rebounder <laughs> with a sauna, I know we could do and that. the aquifer, that would be it. That'd be the best. I'm on my little rebounder every morning. I don't do a lot, you know, ten minutes or so. But I like it. Well, the thing I wanted to talk to you about the bus was your experience going carnivore. That's um, seems to be there's a shift out there moving away from the plant-based diet to more meat-dominant. Do you think it is, or do you think it's just me and my crazy friends? I don't know. Well, you've had so many people on your show, thousands, yeah. you know, that I'm sure if you, at that time you were interviewing them and you said, you know what? We think eating meat might have a lot more benefit than plants. I'm sure they would just flip out. <laughs> right. But I was, you know, I was kind of getting that way a little bit but by little. You know, I just felt better when I ate, you know, a steak or bacon or pork chop. But uh-huh. uh, this whole carnivore thing just kind of came upon me um, about, what, three and a half months ago. And I think it's, I mean, I, I've never... I've had a few little dips and doodles because of uh, detoxifying, but uh, overall, I'm hooked. I mean, I've never felt this uh, centered, you know, and Interesting. Clair- clarity, um, strength. I'm lifting weights. Um, yeah, it's really something, and you don't have to eat that much either. It's, you know, you don't eat that. So, because <clears throat> I'm always interested. You know, I've been messing around with <clears throat> intermittent fasting, so I've gone down from you know most two meals a day. So I'm just curious about like, okay, well, what kind of meat am I going to eat if I feel I need two meals a day? You know, steak, hamburger. I mean, does chicken count? Are they looking more? Chicken's ready? not all that good. Uh, chicken doesn't have a lot of fat, and um, we kind of think in general it's better to eat more of a species like. You'd want to be, who wants to be chicken, you know? <laughs> so well, I get mine from Slanker Ranch. I think I learned about that on your website. Oh, yeah, I think you that's where we're getting our meat from, Slankers. They got great ribeyes. Well, thanks yeah. for supporting all the people we talk about. Good for you. Appreciate sure. It. Oh, absolutely. Appreciate I, it. I came upon you about 10 years ago. So wow. It changed my life in terms of being exposed to all these different uh I'll call them healthcare practitioners and such. Right. You know, have you have you been able to really look into this whole idea of these plants being toxic? I mean, to me, that's like well, crazy. It's like crazy. I remember long time ago, you had a guy on, I don't even think he had a medical background, but he was all about, you know, oxalic acid. And he's like, you, got, you know, you got to get rid of that. And I'd have to go back and listen. Oh, to I that. don't remember who that was. Oxalates, yeah, you mean? What we were talking, been talking about oxalates? Yeah, yeah. He was he was pinning a lot of, you know, maybe too many physical maladies that people suffer from to that. 
But, uh, well, if you, if you look at it, I mean, I don't know if you heard the show we did with Zoe Harkham. Oh, yeah, that was amazing. Whoa. Or Sally Kane Norton, or Kilts, or Chafee. Uh, and we're going to have uh, um, another carnivore dude on next week. Um, um, uh, these plants, are they're full of toxins. They just are. It's nuts. And we've all been... Well, it's interesting. Because, you know, I, I, I read people's experiences, and you hear about people healing, you know, and they went on a plant-based diet. Now, I'm not saying that's appropriate long-term, but there, maybe there are certain situations which would flourish eating a certain way, and then once you sort of get back to homeostasis, you, you know, you shift again into a, another way of eating to, to meet your needs at that moment, it seems, you know, I've heard stories of people who got off plants and ate more meat. They felt better. It's like, okay, this, I guess you got to experiment. I think so. Um, I think so, Brian. And, um, when people say they get cancer and they start doing juicing and all that, you, I think we have to keep in mind that what did they quit? You know? Yeah. What did they mm-hmm. quit doing? You know, sure. I think maybe they quit doing all the stuff that gave them cancer, and so they. But they say they say the vegetables and the juices is what cured them, and I would argue, how do we know? Yeah, well, what I've learned mostly from your show is that nutrition is obviously important, but what might be even more important in this modern age is detoxification. So that's why I do a lot of saunas and you know take things to help you know bind whatever's getting into me. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I remember you had a guy on John McDougal. McDougal. Well, He's I'm out here in California. Was that the, was that the, the, the vegetarian guy or the, yeah, I was, I just, he, well, excuse my language, but he was a real ass when he was on your show. The, the China so study arrogant. guy, the China study guy. No, he, no, he's been around for a while, but, I was just looking on his website. He's saying the only way to good health is low fat, high fiber, starch based. Yeah, well, <laughs> uh, there's no evidence to support that. Well, that's what was so great about Zoe. You know, I, I watched her YouTube video that you posted. Yeah, she's and like, it's true. We, we we do all these things based on well, we were told to, but like, well, did anybody really <laughs> study this? Look into it. You know, or, you like you said, it becomes a religion, and you just sort of go along blindly without questioning it. Yeah. Really, something, isn't it? To think that these, uh, that all these plants, every plant has toxins in it. Some of them have fifty different um, molecules that the plants create, so people won't eat them, and uh, then they ferment. Um, my elimination in colons never felt better my whole life with getting off vegetables. Uh, never felt. Wow. I know. What, what, do you, what do you think David Wolf would say? Well, <laughs> no telling. I mean, I'd like to talk to him. I, I don't know what he eats he, these days. I know he's made a lot of changes, and I think he's, he's been eating meat and some stuff. I think. I don't know. I haven't seen him for a while. It's been a few months. Did you ever read that book by um, Steve Gundry, The Plant Paradox? Oh, well, I think Gundry was on our show, wasn't he, a couple times? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So he, you know, he was like the one who brought it to my attention. Like, oh, you know, lectins is kind of the thing he. Oh, because he's into the lectins in the grains, right? 
and 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 in some plants. Mm-hmm. So he says, okay, you don't want to eat these plants, and if you're going to eat these, um, you know, there might be some maybe you steam them or cook them to uh, reduce the the toxicity load. Um, but yeah, he has. You know, looking in the back of the book, he's got you eliminating quite a few, <laughs> quite a few vegetables and definitely a lot of grains. Was not a big fan of chia seeds because he said those haven't, you know, they've only been around for 500 years and their bodies haven't had a chance to really adapt to them, mm. like say a flax seed mm. or something. So, I, I, always lots of information that can kind of get confusing. You know, it's really fascinating about about the carnivore thing. Is you know, I got all caught up in the idea. Jennifer Daniels, where you have to poop two, three, four times a day, right? Yeah, right? exactly. But if you're not eating fiber, which is plants and rice and all that stuff, you don't have to, because that's the only thing right. that's coming out, is just what you don't need. So if you don't need it, what are you putting it in there for? True. You know, I noticed the difference when I, you know, my, my bathroom experiences are greatly affected by what I eat. And as by, you think? <laughs> I've just been experimenting with mostly, um, I'll call it plant based for the last year. Now I'm, I'm like, okay, you know, didn't notice much difference in my blood panels because I just like just to see what goes on there. And mm-hmm. so now I'm going to play around with eating more meat. But I remember one time I had a 36 ounce ribeye steak. I didn't feel bloated after I ate it. I didn't. I didn't have any, you know, repercussions like, let's say, I've had occasionally from a more um, balanced intake of meat and vegetables. So that that, I, that one always stuck with me. It's like, hmm, <laughs> my body didn't. Yeah. You know, it likes it. Well, I experienced so, so often, you know, this whole lifetime when I eat pasta or rice or baked potato or anything at night. You know, then about an hour later, an hour and a half later, you go like, you drop, you know. It's like dropping energy, the blood sugar thing. So I just, you know, know, I don't do that with meat. It's just, you eat it and you feel great and then you feel great and you don't don't go to sleep. What do you have? You just have a steak? Like that's going to be your meal for the day or what what accompanies it? Nothing. Steak. Just do a straight steak, and that's it. Yeah. Any hamburger meat? Oh, you can do that, sure. I do that. Or sometimes I get some ground pork at the farmer's market, and you can do some pork and eggs. That's kind of fun. Bacon. I eat a lot of bacon. Uh, But mostly ribeyes, and I get some buffalo steaks, and you just cook a steak, and then I put butter on it, and uh, add some eggs, too, sometimes. But... I don't eat a lot. I mean, sometimes I just eat four or five ounces of, of meat a day. That's it. Uh-huh. I'm kind of a volume eater. <laughs> What's that? <laughs> I'm a volume eater. It's like, I, you know, I like to have a fair amount of what I'm eating, especially if it tastes good. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> but um, do you do liver? Now and then. not You know, every couple of weeks. Yeah, every couple of weeks. And then I do some I uh, really. some organ meats too. I get beef hearts. I really like those. They're the best tasting organ meats that I that I get to. But I don't. How do you cook those? Oh, I just you know put them in some ghee or beef tallow and just cook them up a little bit. They really okay. taste good. Yeah, hearts and then liver. Those are about the two organ meats that I do. 
some of the other organ meats, and just they're not too attracted to them. You know, it's like you know, I don't want uh, to do that. You know? I, I can't handle the taste of liver, so what I've done in the past is put a little chunk in my smoothie, and that tends to <clears throat> allow me to consume it. Oh, you actually do it raw in your, in your smoothie. Yeah, yeah, and then I'll do chicken hearts <clears throat> from Slanker yeah, Ranch. Yeah, those, those are good. Yeah, those in the smoothie. <laughs> What else have you had from Slankers? Have you, you get the steaks from them? Yeah, I have in the past. Mm-hmm. Uh, hey, I have last question for you. Yeah. How long are you using your uh, AquaCure each day? Much as I can. Uh-huh, okay. Uh, just, just, just a lot, you know. Every time I'm downstairs and sit down to work on my screenplays or or exercise or read or watch a film... I have a 25-footer, and I just turn it on and rock and roll. Much as I can. I've tried, I've tried using mine at night to sleep with it, so then I know I get eight hours. Oh, does it, do you like that? Yeah, it works. You know, it's just some days I can, I can get a decent amount in, but other times um, I'm not going to be able to. So I thought, well, shoot, if I'm getting, you know, if I'm using it at night, that's a guaranteed six to eight hours, seven days a week. And it's not bad, you know, I just have to get up and use the bathroom, just take the cannula off and then put it back on. Sure, not a big deal. I think it's I think it's really powerful. Have you noticed anything specific from it? Uh, no. You know, I just it's one of those things where when you're incorporating I'll say preventative modalities into your life, as one guy said, you never know what you're preventing. But you know, you just you know that you're contributing something positive to your health, and you just he doesn't know it. Know. Yeah, the the research just is there. With it. Yeah, because it's an antioxidant thing, and so who knows what we're knocking out? You know. Yeah, exactly. Um, oh, one last thing. Yeah. Sorry, that that's all right. So recently, and I um, I don't know what to call it, but my <laughs> wife got I say whatever word it COVID. And we've gone two years, you know, we're not vaccinated, none of that stuff. Avoided a few, you know, issues with that. Anyway, so she got it. And then I'm like, oh, when the symptoms showed up, like, well, I've been around her for two days. So, and then I got it, of course. Um, so again, we're just looking at that as she started detoxing and then you did. information yeah. that my body said, oh, you should do the same. Same thing. I think that's the case because we know there's no okay. it, right? We know. So anyway, I just got on the nebulizer and did saunas, and actually I fasted for three days because I figured, well, why give my body more work from digesting? Right. And but, I didn't, you know, it, it wasn't really bad at all. I just had to. I, you know, I do manual therapy and physical training, so I couldn't see, you know, clients because they would have been a little afraid. Um, so I had to wait until I got a negative test that they felt, okay, now you can <laughs> share the same space. The whole thing, is so, my, the whole thing is so crazy. Well, I understand that people, you know, they think there's a net and they think the tests are viable and they're not. It's just made up, the whole thing. Is just, yeah, sometimes I just have to go along with it. Yeah, no. some The others. No, no, I, yeah, I understand. Well, Patrick, it's great talking. Well, thanks you. for calling. I appreciate it, and I do so much appreciate all of your support by trying some of the things that we uh, 
we talk about. It really means a lot to us. That's how we do oh, our yeah. thing here. All right. Well, you take care. Thank you, brother. Take care. Bye-bye. Happy San Francisco. It's a brave guy living in San Francisco. So I got to tell you my coffee enema story. It's a trip. Boy, I tell you what. Um... Okay. How did he know he got COVID? An email just, oh, he didn't know. Uh, he just, you know, it's just common way we talk about this thing. There is no COVID. So nobody gets COVID, and there is no COVID. People get sick all the time, or that's what we call it, because they're just detoxing. That's all it is. In fever, body aches, and it's different for everybody. Um, you can lose your taste and smell with detoxing. Mm. And that's why we detox now with the saunas and do coffee enemas and, and stuff and dry brush massage all the time, and then you don't have to go through it unless you do something like I did, and then I, you know, I got it for about two days this week, but there was no it. I just think that to be silly. So to your Michael, he didn't, there's no it. Never been in it. There's never been a virus that people have caught since the beginning of time. It's just not true. So you have a choice to believe that, look at the research, look at the Baileys, look at all this, and study it, and come to your conclusion and you'll be just a freer person than you've ever been because you know you can't catch anything. Now think about that. What if you really believed, wow, I cannot catch anything. Now I can breathe stuff in, I can eat stuff, toxins, food colorings, um, stuff in the air, stuff in the food, and stuff in the mind, if we buy into stinking thinking, those will make me sick. Well, those will make me detox. Because all of these things that we take in, stinking thinking, toxins, chemicals, they will come back out. Okay? They will come back out. Given the right terrain, which is what the terrain thing is. Given the right terrain, given the bowels and the kidneys and the bladder and the skin, if everything's cool, if everything's working good, these things come back out. That's the way the body was designed by God and us. If it wasn't, we'd all be dead. Think about it. Mercury in the air, chemtrails, I mean, EMFs, if we weren't detoxing these things, we'd all be dead. If there was some some magical potion um, bioweapon released from China, we'd all be dead. There was nothing. There never was anything. That was just a false flag to cover up the idea that there was no virus. So they blamed it on China. Blame what? And you say, well, how could all these people start feeling bad at the same time and 
got COVID. Got COVID. Well, it's very, it's very plausible. First of all, if you think you can catch something, then you will. You're going to get sick. So everybody thinks they could catch COVID. So you'll get sick just from that fear. That'll do it. And then you take a test, which is not accurate. Nothing about it is accurate. Proven. Done. Let that one go. And if you think you have COVID, then you know you're going to start feeling that you have COVID. And then you get sick. Or you you start detoxing. Headaches, chills, body aches. Because your body wants to get rid of all this nonsense that we put in there. And then you couple it all with the toxic things that we put in. People thought they had COVID. They went to the hospital. They gave them remdesivir and killed their kidneys and put them on a ventilator and killed them. Happened to millions of people. Oh, they died of COVID. No, they didn't. This is a psychological operation. It has been from the beginning. These people knew what they were doing. Very smart. They may be psychopaths, but they're not dumb. Oh, so Michael says, oh, I know. So he had the flu. Why did he tell, why did he tell anybody that he had COVID? I don't know. You have to ask Brian. Oh, I think he got the test. So he must believe that the test is real. Oh, so, so what you're saying is why didn't he just tell people he had the flu? Yeah. <clears throat> well, I'm not criticizing Brian or anybody else, but we have been so, so programmed with this germ thing for so long, lifetimes. I don't know how long. It's like in our subconscious, it's in our conscious mind, and it's just, it's just there. So it takes a lot of work a lot of courage, a lot of discipline and focus to start thinking for yourself, wow, maybe this crazy guy, Patrick, and these people are right. I'm going to look into this and come to my own conclusion. Be the best thing you ever did. Think about it. Never, ever again believe that you can catch anything. Because you can't. We just don't do it. If we would share all kinds of bad stuff with each other, we've been around for what? How many a million years, humans? I don't know. We'd all be dead. Because <laughs> every time somebody got sick, then they would share it with somebody. And I know it's hard to get your head around because it just, you know, like, like Brian and his wife, It's really easy to think, wow, my kids got the flu and so I caught it from them. But, you know, it's just a, it's just not a rational way to look at it. Unless you look at the whole thing of the truth of the matter is and some real science and what these things are, then you just go down these black holes and believe anything. You don't want to do that. You want to spend the rest of your life just believing stuff that's not true? 
don't know. Not me, baby. No way, Jose. Have you tried our sulfur? We have a great, great product. We've been uh, promoting it for, what, 10 years now? I take it every morning, and I do it twice a day, about a tablespoon in the morning, tablespoon at evening, help you to remember your dreams, and it really, really, really is a good thing to help to detoxify the body. The sulfur cycle, as uh, Stephanie Seneff has talked about, it's huge, baby. <clears throat> huge, baby. It really works to, to help the body to detoxify, which I believe, I'll put on my tinfoil hat, which I believe is what this whole glyphosate thing has been about from long ago when Bear Monsanto created this. They knew what they were doing. These are eugenicists. They've been wanting, they think, they think there's too many people here and this is what they do. Try to kill people. Might as well just say it for what it is. They just want to kill us. But we're getting smart. We're very, very smart. Previously with Stephanie Seneff, PhD, research scientist with MIT on her work with glyphosates, GMO, and sulfur. I know you really care about sulfur and so do I. You know, I really think sulfur is crucial for health and that we have a massive problem with sulfur deficiency in this country. Uh, one of the proteins that I found that is disrupted by glyphosate because it has an essential glycine is sulfotransferase. That's a protein that moves sulfate from one molecule to another. But it's really, really important to be able to do that. And why wouldn't it be able to do it? Because the glyphosate disrupts the the natural sulfur cycle in our body? The cell won't be able to defend itself with sulfate if it can't put the sulfate there. And of course, glyphosate chelates sulfurs. A perfect storm in the challenges department, perhaps, but we're getting creative. So we know that we've been low on sulfur for years because of the chemical fertilizers, and now the GMO thing, which is disrupting the sulfur cycle. And we know with sufficient amounts of sulfur in the body, it's the natural way that the body gets these heavy metals, for example, mercury and mercury sulfate, out of the body if we have enough sulfur. Click and order sulfur today on oneradionetwork.com. And if you want, if you want, if you want more than four pounds, email Patrick, oneradionetwork.com, and I'll hook you up with four pounds or more. If you've not tried Pearl Sam to brush your teeth, really good. You can get the powder and all the capsules and then take the capsules internally and there are a lot of minerals in there including pretty heavy calcium which is a nice way to get calcium and to keep your bones stronger. Stronger bones, stronger bones. EMF protection device, Blue Shield. It's a mother load, baby. 10% off promo code 1RADIO. They've got all, excuse me, they have all kinds of new products on Blue Shield. So go on there if you're, you oh, wanting to find some things that'll help you to protect from um, 5G, 4G, 12G, <laughs> cell phone towers, God knows what. Brian was talking about he does his sauna every day, and so do we, every night. I don't, I don't miss, I just, well, every night, no, I don't miss. You just put a towel over the chair, and then 
you know, every few days you just wash the towel and uh, you can wipe down the, the sauna. You don't get a lot of sweat uh, around the towel. It just kind of goes where it goes on the towel. And uh, it gets really hot. And baby, it's good. You can do a bri- dry, hello, bri, a dry brush massage. I like to do that. And then the, get all the dense skin off and then get in the sauna. And then what we like to do is jump into a cold shower after that. Boy, it's really nice. These saunas are very well constructed. Mine's been running like a tippy top for 10 years. 1,000 $295 delivered complete in the lower 48 and regardless of where you live we ship them all over the world so just email me and I'll hook you up with that price that's the only way you get that price is to email me patrick at oneradionetwork.com tell me you want to sell it tell me where you live I'll give you the price and We move on down the road. From the Hill Country in Texas, this is OneRadioNetwork.com. Okay, if you'd like to call, like Brian did, uh, 888-663-6386, email Patrick, OneRadioNetwork.com. You have to follow along with the conversation, just whatever, whatever it is you got going on. We'll talk. Um, you know, the fascinating thing about just eating a heavy meat diet and eggs and butter, a little cheese, not much, um, goat's milk, just animal products, eggs, is that your colon is not filled up with stuff. See, when you eat, <laughs> when we eat grains and nuts and seeds and fruit and vegetables, rice. You gotta poop a lot because it's just filled up with a lot of stuff, fiber. But we don't need fiber. They've talked people in around the world and I used to buy into it that we need fiber to poop. No, the fiber will come out. So we think that when we eat fiber, we're pooping more because you have to, it's got to come out. So that's the only reason you have to go go to the bathroom three, three times a day is if you're eating fiber, which has been proven to be not good. Uh, we did a show with a fellow twice. You can, you can, Lynn, would you look up how to spell his name? And we should actually put that on the front page someday. This fellow, 10 years ago, we had him on the air. His name was Monastrusky, or Monast- yeah, Monastrusky. And he had a book called Fiber Menace. And he made this argument years ago. I kind of thought he was crazy, because what did I know? But he wasn't. Turns out, he wasn't. And this guy was, he was really into poop. He would study it and weigh it and look at it, and he was a real... Um, I think he was Polish or 
or um, Romanian or, you know, Eastern European, so they're very focused. Lynn, could you give me the, the name of that fellow if you can find it in a search function? I'll, I'll spell it so people can find that interview. I think we had him on the air a couple times. I knew, I somehow knew he was really, knew what he was talking about just because of my, of his presence and how confident he was. But, you know, you know, we hear these things and we're still eating fiber and they sell Metamucil and all this stuff. Cowan has talked about it, all this fiber stuff. Weston Price knew it, Foundation. It's just a waste of time. If it goes in there and it's just fiber, you can't digest it, then it's got to come out. So you got to end up pooping two or three times a day. What a waste of time. You know, meat's about 60% water. And it just goes in our body, pretty much. There's just not a lot of, um, not a excess there. So I go to the bathroom once a day or so, and that's it. And I've noticed that my, and I'm going to talk uh, Dr. Kiltz about this, and we're going to have them back on. It's called a glycone. What do they call that? Microglycone. And you can tell, because I'm seeing it in the waste material. And it's this gel, kind of real gooey stuff. And this is what builds up on your intestinal walls, the colon, when you don't eat plants and grains is this goo, kind of real smooth kind of thing. And this protects the colon and seals it up. It's fascinating. And this is the way it was meant to be. And all of these allergies, leaky gut, um, autoimmune stuff, it's all because we're eating the wrong food. Simple as that. We're just not meant to eat all these foods. I mean, you can, if you want, So this, I'm, I'm looking for the name of this thing here. I was on Kiltz's show last night, and he was talking about it. What's the name of this substance? I'm going to look at the show notes. I just want to mention it. And you can, you can search it. I bet Lynn has it in the notes. She's a good note taker. Glycobiome. Thanks, Lynn. See? Glycobiome. Sugar is acquired to protect our glycobiome. All important proteins must be have sugar added in there, and they all have a little bit called glycosylation stuff. Our gut gets damaged from eating non-meats, which allows the microbiome to take over. The microbiome is deadly. 
takes over because the glycobiome is damaged. Wow. So this glycobiome just coats the entire colon and intestines. And it's a slickery material and it's a protective device. So when we eat plants and rice and wheat and stuff, it damages the glycobiome and that's what is called leaky gut. And then you can get, and then it gets into the bloodstream and then we get allergies and we say, oh, I can't eat peanuts and I can't, it's all, it's all in the gut. And we've known this, right? I mean, and, you know, if I had an autistic kid, I'd put him on meat and I bet it would go away. Seriously. I just give him a hamburger, steak. I would, in a heartbeat. Because remember, remember back then we were doing a lot of shows on autism. These various people, and they all talked about how it was the gut, right? And they healed the guts on these uh, kids, and their autistic symptoms went away. Behavior. Kerry Rivera and all these people remember that? Years ago. We've got shows on that. So they knew intuitively, but they didn't know enough to get the kids off of, get them on a meat-based diet, which is species-appropriate diet, which is meat. It's crazy, huh? But we're learning. Oh, Lynn's got it. Konstantin Matostrowski. He's at gutsense.org. Gutsense.org. You can spell his last name M-O-N-A-S-T-Y-R-E-S-K-Y. M-O-N-A-S-T-Y-R-S-K-Y. If you want to begin your education and why fiber is bad for us, this would be a good place to start. I'm going to ask Sharon to put one of these shows up on the front page so people can re-listen. Okay. Oh, this is our... Let me see if I can read this thing. The lights. This is from Taylor. Good day, Patrick. Good day, Taylor. With regards to your opening dialogue concerning the germ theory of illness, allopathic medicine and the primary players, Big Pharma, have clearly subscribed to the following. If you can't dazzle them with brilliance, baffle them with BS. Due to our having not been presented at least two possibilities by the mainstream in most scientific fields, when something that defies all that we have ever been told comes to the forefront, people simply cannot comprehend an alternative. 
they fail to recognize contradictions only exist as a result of working from false premises. This is where one may want to insert the official COVID narrative. That storyline has changed more than the models at the Versace runway show (laughs) and is called a clue. He goes on, Unfortunately, we live in a hyper-materialistic and reductionist society where if the thing that is cannot be clearly pointed to, then it is easier to simply retreat to that which is comfortable. All this approach truly demonstrates is how easily programmable we are as humans. Indeed. This seemingly applies to most every facet of our lives. The following quote from Carl Sagan, ironically enough, captures this sentiment. Quote, One of the saddest lessons of history is this. If we've been bamboozled long enough, we tend to reject any evidence of the bamboozle. We're no longer interested in finding out the truth. The bamboozle has captured us. It's simply too painful to acknowledge, even to ourselves, that we've been taken. Once you give a charlatan power over you, you almost never get it back. That's so true. I think that's one of the reasons why most humans will not go to a non-movable earth, no germs, what else? No terrorists, because they don't want to admit they've been bamboozled. It's just ego, folks. It's just that ego, that mind, that is telling you, no way, I cannot go back, because then everybody will think I'm stupid. No, everybody will think you are are, uh, ignorant, better word, if you stay the same, because you're just believing in the same nonsense just because you're so egotistical, you don't want to go back and admit that you were wrong. I admit, I love it when I find out I'm wrong. It's just so cool. I say, man, that was, whoa. I think it's great. Don't be afraid of being wrong and saying you were bamboozled for 20 years. Get unbamboozled. You'll feel better than holding on to your bamboozlement. Patrick, keep up the good fight. It's sad to witness, but the search for truth and the emotionally painful challenges that come with being set free are simply not for everyone. No, it's not. And I know. Thank you for the platform and the community you built. Yeah, we're small, but we're mighty. As long as we're large enough to exist, well, then that's all that matters, right? Thanks for that. Yeah, it's just ego, folks. It's just, you know, with Del Bigtree, he just won't let it go that there's no germs. Because he's been doing this whole thing, let's get a safe vaccine for years. And even Bobby Kennedy, which I love Bobby Kennedy. But Bobby Kennedy's got to get over the fact that there are no germs. He doesn't have to, but come on. Mr. Kennedy, there's no germs. It's not a safe vaccine. Why would you need a vaccine? See, unless we get to that point 
We are just in, in la-la land. Big Tree's going on and on about how they've been fighting and going to rallies and getting out the masking and getting out this and getting the masking done in schools and doing all this stuff, which is great. I'm not criticizing them, but get over it. If you just give up on the germ thing, then you're done. Maybe he thinks he won't have a job. Maybe he thinks he won't know what to do. Look at the incredible amount of people, Dale Big Tree, you could interview. And the list is growing. And you bring out the, the germ theory crazy land, and you'd be doing such a service to, and he has millions of people. We have thousands, he has millions. Maybe he's afraid that he would get totally lambasted by the medical community, I don't know. Um, Maria says, Hi Patrick, I'll send you another email. Oh, I'd really would like to interview you. Oh, okay. I'll do it. I was on uh, Dr. Kilt show last night. It was really fun. He's a great guy. We're going we're gonna to dig into that glycobiome thingy more. I think it's fascinating. He was showing pictures of it. Could you imagine the colon is going to be, it wants to be completely renovated and rebooted into a, a material. And I likened it, you know, I really think there's something to it. I think it's close to the material that Cowan talks about or Pollock in the fourth phase of water, this um, um, negatively, negatively charged material, right? Inside the veins and the arteries, which is what causes the positive, I don't know if I have that right, the blood to circulate. This is what causes the blood to circulate in your body, not the heart. That was another one, give up on the heart as a pump. Cowan taught us that years ago. No. Not a pump. The, 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 the blood goes through our veins and our arteries because of um, the energy of the coating on the insides of our arteries and our blood, and then the blood is a different um, polarity, and that makes it go up and down. So that's how the blood goes up our legs and all around, and the heart, according to Cowan and others, is just a ram pump where it only puts in, or it only puts out what is put in. It doesn't put out, it's been proven, it doesn't put out what it puts in. So as important as the heart is, if you keep your diet together and you don't get the arteries clogged up with inflammation and then the cholesterol comes in to try to fix it and then the calcium comes in to try to smooth it over, Everything's going to work. And what causes that? Anybody know? Sugar. Sugar, sugar. In the form of all sugars, in the form of grains, alcohol. Hmm. 
you can get some nice I do you can get some nice sugars and then if you can find some raw milk get some sugars in there oh here's an email from Jenny you want to call or join us? We email or calls. You can do it. Um, we are live here. It is September 9th, twenty twenty two. Hi, Patrick. Such uh, great interviews lately. Enjoying carnivore crowd immensely. Yeah, Sean Baker is a carnivore. He's going to be on. Tuesday. Must say, I'm a wee bit disappointed that most, if not all, carnivore peeps, while they're all trained with the Rockefeller medical model, I suppose some indoctrination is hard to shake off. Yeah. Believe in convid thing. They believe in germ theory. Most of them do. But I still love them. They're cool. We'll get them. We'll get them a little bit at a time. They'll come around. Hopefully, one of them has a has a train is everything awakening soon, and educate all the others. Well, maybe so. I bet you I could have a little chat with Kilts or Doctor Chafee and get them going. Seems all of them believe it. Saladino once said on his Instagram, I got COVID. Yeah. I don't know. I think Dr. Kiltz believes in it. Sean Baker does too. Heard Dr. Chafee also talk about it. What a shame. You know what I think I'm going to do? I'm going to start sending these people some, some videos. Maybe we'll get them going. Yeah, they're all medically trained, you know, all of them. Chafee, Kiltz, Baker. And it's very hard to shake that one because you know from day one they talked about germs. I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna send them Mark Bailey and um, also Don and David Lester. I forgot about them. They're on the list too, man. I'm going to write that down. Don and David Lowe. Yeah, they're great. They're not germ theory folks because they study this stuff. If you get a chance to listen to the Mark Bailey interview, this is crazy. He and another fellow put together a 250-page paper with 500, what do they call those things, notations? At the end, 500. With indisputable proof that there's no germ. And 
they they submitted to a court there where they live in um, New Zealand, and the court would not even allow it in. They just threw it out, kind of like they did with the the courts who wouldn't hear any of the arguments with the 2016 coup d'etat called an election where they put Biden in. They wouldn't even listen to him. What they call, that's the way they do it, man. You know, they got the judge, got the jury, they got it. And so right now they're, in, they're kind of in control. Oh, Lynn said citations and notations. See, she's, she knows this stuff. 500 citations and notations in this fellow's paper. 500. Wouldn't even let it in court. Because they know they could, they could convince a jury that there's no... Because they got the goods. They call it a sculptory evidence. Can't be... So we're going to do a whole screenplay about that. Called Virus. Oh, you started to talk about your intimate experience. Then Brian called. Oh, yeah, okay, thanks. See, Lynn keeps her. Lynn keeps me on a short leash. <laughs>